Take five. <laughs> Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. It is yeah. Monday, uh, March the 13th. I'm Matt Toledo, and that is Brother James. What's up? Welcome to the Freedom Ring. It's going to be a good show. Welcome. Uh, beware. Bank bailouts begin. Ooh. Not a good thing, by the way. No. Never is when bailouts need to be uh, justified. Right. Uh, who just said Biden is finished and is the NFL about to turn their backs on their players? What's what's this all about, guys? Well, mm. I'm glad you asked because we're going to tell you in just a few minutes. In the meantime, thanks for, uh, say, regardless of where you get the show, we appreciate it. Whether it's uh, Rumble, BitChute, Brighteon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Yahoo Podcasts, you want to search the Freedom Ring. I don't know the, why. Make sure it's the Freedom Ring. Because if you search Freedom Ring, it goes somewhere else. Yeah, I know why you do it. You okay, well, stop busting me. my chops every time I do it. The, the Freedom <laughs> Ring. <laughs> also, give us a follow, like, a share, yeah. and uh, please subscribe. We appreciate that. It helps out the the algorithms and uh, you know, kind of boosts us to the top of the uh, list. <laughs> On a serious note, we both. Uh, I think I speak for you. We uh, we appreciate the new viewers. We appreciate yeah. the new listeners. Thank you for your support. Every week the show is growing, um, and we appreciate that. So yeah. continue to share it. Thank you so much. Search The, the Freedom, Freedom Ring, Ring Show on Facebook, The Freedom Ring Podcast on so- uh, Truth Social, and then drop us an email at freedomringshow at gmail.com. That does not include The The. Does that make sense? It's actually a band. It used to be a band. I don't know if they still exist or not, but the, the. Yeah. Uh, Today's moment of faith um, was... Brought to you by... If you would like to sponsor this feature, (laughs) drop us an email at freedomringshow at gmail.com because you could be... uh, For instance, I've got a friend up in Michigan who has a... uh, She's all into natural healing and stuff like that. Holistic healing? Uh, All the above. Okay. Uh, It's called canaconsultyou.com. Okay, and uh, look him up. Her name's Maria. So this uh, this segment, segment could someday be brought to you by. Well, right can now, I it's you? sponsored by Maria. And can I consult you? <laughs> I'll be expecting a mug. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow! I didn't ask for a microphone. I asked for a mug. Yet, <laughs> let me aim it towards this yeah. part of the show since we've got all the information over on this side. Yeah. Um, today's moment of faith on a serious note was inspired by yesterday's, uh, last night's, um, church service. Um, she was talking about, our pastor was talking about, uh, love and where have you been sharing, where have you been receiving love? And if you are receiving love, are you sharing it? And I went kind of off on the word sharing. Uh, it got me thinking about easy ways to feel more love, and that is to share. Uh, the moment you share something with someone in need, that feeling inside that you got, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that's God's love. That's God telling you, good job, that's what I'm talking about, you know? Whether it's something small and, you know, just like holding a door open for an old lady or anybody at the convenience store, that's what we should be doing more of, and... Um, that, I believe, creates the love that permeates throughout society. Just like the Bible says in Hebrews 13, verse 16, do not neglect to, good, to do good 
and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Not only do you do you feel good and feel and I'm talking you know small small things, man, but if we all do enough small things, it adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only do you feel good and feel love, it's it's correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that kind of a, a, another way of tithing? Um, and when God sees you, he rewards you with what you've been praying for or you're in need of. For instance, when I first met you, maybe about a month and a half after I met you, I actually took it as an insult at first. Um, he was at church and he walks up to me and he offers me a jacket, which I still have, by the way. Very nice. It's a, it's a nice jacket, but I, I took it as an insult on the jacket I was wearing at the time. You know the story. Just yeah. roll with me here. I just want to throw shade. He he comes up to me. He goes, hey, man, something's telling me to give you this jacket. Do you need a jacket? I said, I don't need a jacket. He goes, well, I'm giving you this jacket anyway. And it wasn't 60 seconds later, I forget his name, that he walks up and gives you a brand new Harley Davidson jacket. Hmm. Because Not planned. something told him, Brother James, something told me that you need a new jacket. And he gave you a Harley Davidson jacket, which A, it was sharp as all get out. B, I believe, fit you perfectly. Yep. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about. And I, It just kind of fell out of nowhere. I'm looking for a motorcycle, too, and it's like, I need a bike jacket. Now, this might not sound much to you, but why, why did he give me that jacket and 60 seconds later have another jacket offered to him? Totally unplanned. Why would I'm still trying to figure that out? Give and you receive. That's exactly <laughs> what it is, man. That's pre- pretty much what we're saying right here. There's also a, a person that we go to church with who had some some uh, bad experiences lately. Long story short, big chunk of his house burnt down. He's currently uh, he and his family are currently out of their house, living in hotels, and doing a lot without. And my wife and I, uh, you know, we're asking, you know, last night as he's telling us the story, what do you guys need? And uh, he goes, well, I don't really need anything. We got our clothing. We got this. We got that. Well, what about meals? You can't be eating out all the time. That gets expensive. He goes, it's getting expensive. And don't don't worry. Don't worry. So, uh, you know, my wife, she's a great cook and she loves to cook. She she, she likes to, she's she's a giver. So she immediately started to, uh, I could see where she was going. I said, do you guys need, like, do you want to have a lasagna tonight or sometime this week or some chili? She makes good this, that, and the other. Just that feeling of offering is what is the feeling that I'm talking about. That's God that, that, that dips down into your soul and all of a sudden you feel that love because you know you're, you're doing God's work. It might just be putting together a tray of lasagna for a family. That's all it is. It's not a big deal. But the fact that you're helping someone and you're doing it, and he gives you that feeling immediately. And um, like it says in Luke 6, verse 38, give and it will be given to you. You shouldn't be giving with the hope of receiving. You should be giving from your heart and from your soul. Give and it, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, um, will be put in your lap. For the measure you use it will be measured back to you. You ready for me to rock and roll? I'm ready for you. I got to rock a lot to say right now. Go, go ahead. I know so you would. That's why I brought it up. Off that scripture, um, give 
and you shall receive, given and shall be given back to you. I when I give to people, I don't give like, oh man, I better get something back. Well, that one, jacket story is proof right, right there. One, I give out of love, but two, I also know when I give, I got something coming back to me. I know it because it's God's word. It is a spiritual law. God is not a man that he should lie. When you give out of love and the right intention of your heart, you got something coming back to you 100% of the time. Here's a quick story. But it's not the reason you do it. No, but it's not the reason, but I can rest assured. I know for a fact something's coming back to me. I know because it's law. It's scriptural. And I'm telling you, the reason I shared that jacket story is what he's saying right now happened right in front of me. He offered me a jacket on a very cold day. I had a jacket. I like my jacket. I uh, I liked the, uh, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The... Uh, Style? No, I like the fact that you offered it. Oh, that was yeah, being kind. Yeah, kind just gesture. the fact that he uh, the gesture. I like the gesture. Didn't need it. Still haven't worn it. <laughs> mm. It is a nice jacket. I just I don't have a need for it. Oh, I take it back when I leave here. And sixty seconds later, he's offered a jacket right, and I just stood there and I went, "What just happened in front of me?" Crazy. And that dude had no idea you just gave me the jacket you know, off your back. Maybe, maybe it was for you know. Maybe God told me. I, I don't know. Maybe God told me to give it to you, even though you didn't want it. And it, maybe it's not something that you're ever going to wear to show you how. It's God's the skull awesome, and crossbones man. on the back that my wife doesn't like. Sorry, I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big yeah. I'm a I'm a fan of the skeleton structure because uh, God made the skeleton structure, and I think it's pretty cool because it protects everything. You know. All right, before you leave, so anyways, tell my wife that. Anyways, before this drags on to 45 minutes, <laughs> I want to share this about Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus only came to do the will of his Father. Everything Jesus did was the will of God, our Father. Jesus never did anything or said anything that wasn't told to him or that his Father didn't show him. This is scripture. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. Jesus humbled himself and served people. He loved people. He gave to people. He, like uh, Pastor Darlene last night, washed somebody's feet. Jesus humbled himself and washed the disciples' feet to show as an example of what kind of love we should have towards our brothers. So, here is a super quick story. Uh, Me and my wife, we've always had this other kind of vehicle going on because... Her car when we got married was kind of on its last leg, and then um, I had already had a car. Somebody gave us a Jeep Cherokee, right? Well, the fuel gauge didn't work. My wife was always running out of gas, blah, blah, blah. So I bought a vehicle and then um, traded that Cherokee with this guy, right? So my wife's driving my Charger, and I'm driving this beat-up Durango. Well, the time came, I, I got to get my wife the car that she wanted. She wanted a Buick Enclave. Well, I had an extra vehicle. I could have sold that Dodge because I put tires on it, put shocks and struts on it, brakes, all this stuff, right? God told me to give it to someone. And this is back when the Home for Life was before they restarted. This is back when it was in full swing. God told me to give it to this particular uh, woman who, who had graduated and needed a vehicle to get around. So I give her the Dodge Durango, right? 
Now, people, some Christians will be like, you know, they'll look at this person and they'll see him maybe backslide a little bit or not do good. And they'll be like, oh, well, see, you weren't supposed to give it to that person because, you know, they're messed up and they're not in church and we're not saved. No, when God tells me to do something, I leave, that's, I'm just being obedient to God. So, and that's not the first car I gave away. Another buddy gave me a truck and then he liked the truck, so I gave it back to him. And then he gave me this little uh, Kia, right? Um, it, it wasn't, it was an extra vehicle because, uh, I, I'd gotten rid of my charger and I needed a vehicle to get around. And well, the time had come, I was working for a guy, I was using a work truck, so I didn't need this vehicle. Well, this guy that I know, he wanted to give his son a car, wanted to give his son a car and he was willing to pay me for it. And it was only like, not, he was going to give me 900,000 bucks. My buddy had 900, already... $900,000? $900. Okay. It was, it was a, I mean, you had to... Gold plating? It, it, was, it was a stick shift. You have to, you had to leave it in neutral, running, and there was no emergency brake. Oh. So you... And in order to fill it up, you had to have the car running. So you had to be in a flat surface to get <laughs> gas, and I had to leave the Everyone's back Everyone's first car. Dude, had to leave the window <laughs> rolled down so it wouldn't roll away to put gas in it, right? So the guy's willing to pay me for it. And I'm like, no, when, I ha- when it's time for my son... To get a car, I want him. I want to be able to give my son a nice car. So I was like, God, I'm going to give it to this guy, right? Every time God's told me to give a vehicle, I've done it. And there's other vehicles. I've got, I think a total of four or five. Anyways, so I lose my job. We're down to one vehicle. My wife has to take the kids to school. You know, we, we can't operate with one vehicle because I have to work and our schedules conflict, whatever. So quick story, me and my wife, me and my wife come in agreement and say, God, we thank you for, and I wanted the Cadillac because I've heard a lot of people say, you know, this ain't no Cadillac message. God don't like Cadillacs or whatever. I was like, you know what, God, I want a Cadillac just to prove people wrong. I think you do like Cadillacs. Well, six actually, I think God like Lincoln's. <laughs> he likes Lincoln's better. Six weeks later, after us looking out in that empty spot in the driveway where my car is going to sit and saying, "Thank you, God, for that vehicle. Thank you, God, for that vehicle." Well. I have a Range Rover now, free of charge. I don't know any payments on it. Someone gave me a Range Rover, so the verdict is out. I don't know if God Same likes dude that gave you the jacket. No, <laughs> got a Range Rover instead. So what? What's what's this? What am I trying to say here? I'm saying that the Bible says there's one that spreads out and increases more, and there's one that holds tight. And goes into poverty. It's a scriptural law. When you hold on to things, when you want to hold on to everything, that's that's not sh- that's not sharing. That's not love. When you when you feel that like you got to hold tight to everything, that was me. It, it you're actually in a you're putting yourself in a deficit. But when you learn how to give, when you have a spirit of giving, when you're helping out the homeless person and not work. Well, I I don't know if they're a drug addict or not. I don't want to fuel their drug. Well, then buy them a hot meal, something you know. The poor will always be with us, so you can always share something with the poor, whether it's a hot meal, a hug, and letting them know that you love them, and a a warm jacket or something. But I really like this devotion because Jesus came and served and gave everything for Mm -hmm. us. He died on a cross for us. That's how much he loved us. That's how much he wanted to give and to give us eternal life, The, the, the best gift that we could ever give. Jesus paid for it with his life. Right. That's how much he loved us. So sharing, big part of being a Christian is sharing. Um, so the moral of the story is if you want to experience love that's given from God, 
share more and you're going to feel it. Um, just don't share like our banks do because uh, th- that's called greed. Yes. And that's exactly what we're experiencing today <laughs> with the news. That was a good segue, by the way. Um, go ahead. You are the... Uh, we, we go from Brother James to... J Money. J Money. Yeah, go all right. J Money here with... Uh, <laughs> we need a pair of sunglasses yeah, for this segment. Dollar signs. So... <laughs> If you've been watching the news, Silicon Valley Bank has went under. There was a bank run. Why? Because banks, when they receive your money, this is every bank. When you deposit your money in a bank, they don't just hold on to your money for you. They put it into bonds. They put it into securities. Why? Because they want more profits. They want more money. They're greedy. They So most banks are what's called insolvent. What does that mean, J-Money? That means... That if you go, if a bunch of people go to make withdrawals, they don't have the liquidity, the cash on hand to give to said, you know, supply demand, right? What so, a shocker. Silicon Valley Bank had a bank run. They woke up, the heads of the bank woke up Thursday, and they were billions of dollars negative. Why? Because they're insolvent, and the people caught wind that, hey, man, they're, my money isn't backed. Like, it's, it's not there. I want to get it out. So they had to shut down the bank. Long story short, old Tapioca Joe this morning in a press conference said, Don't worry. We're going to bail them out. And just so you know that the managers are going to be fired. Everyone who's responsible for this is going to be fired. But we're going to bail them out. And it's not going to be backed by the taxpayer. No! What a bold face lie the president wouldn't lie oh james this this is what had me upset because he said it so Biden's you know, an upstanding citizen nonchalantly like people most people that know anything about money or banking systems they know when there's a bailout the american people are paying for that bailout just like when they bailed out all the car companies no. the last time that we had a recession recession when we bailed out the banks we pay for this so guess who's going to pay for silicon valley bank's bailout me and you and you and it's garbage and i'm tired of the it's a corrupt banking system there's nothing federal about the federal reserve it's the central banking system owned by the reptilian overlords who tell people what to do and that's uh, money with J money. <laughs> Brought to you by. Yeah, you could be sponsored on. Not this. the Silicon Bank or Valley <laughs> Silicon Bank. Silicon Valley yeah. Bank. Oh, so just be just know that this is the second largest bank to go under in American history. This is a sign that there's probably going to be more of these to follow. So pay attention. Uh. Moving on to James Comer, rock star from Kentucky. He is uh, he's, uh, the House Oversight Committee chairman. Joined Maria Bartiromo over the weekend and uh, dropped several bombs on the uh, Biden crime family. According to Comer, the uh, House Oversight Committee is working with four individuals with close ties to the Bidens. Comer says the committee now has documents that tie the Bidens. do 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 to the Chinese Communist Party. We didn't see this one coming, did wow. we? Wow. Uh, he says Biden is finished, pretty much. Um, not sure if he acknowledged whether or not he's going to finish out the term or not. I can't see that he will. Um, how are the Democrats going to deal with this? Is it going to be more phony charges against President Trump? Probably. Or maybe old Joe suffers a slip and fall. 
fall up, or falling upstairs again, <laughs> which Saturday Night Live still hasn't done anything with, and and, and Jimmy Kimmel won't even touch. But any any time cool. that you know Donald Trump stutters or something, it's like you know, yeah. show prep gold. But when this bumbling fool, and he made the announcement today about the banks, yeah, and took no questions, stumbled took, off. Yeah, took no questions. As soon as they ask a question, he shuffles to the side and fumbles with the door for a minute to get it open. You right. know, it's that's your leader, competent. Uh, Tommy online says, then show the world those documents. I'm sick and tired of these bombshells and breaking news announcements. It's nonsense. This is all we get and still zero substance. Uh, he says, look, Republicans, until you show proof of any of your purported bombshells, you are nothing but shadow supporters of the regime. This is a court battle. I mean, you, you don't tell the world the information that you have before bringing it to court to strengthen your case because then you give the opposition time to prepare against it. That would be as stupid as a, 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 a football coach on one side of the field going, hey, we're going we're gonna to run a uh, shuttle pass and it's going to uh, player number 22. You, you don't do that. You bank the information. You let the opposition know that, hey – Coming after you. We got all the ammunition we need. You better prepare. And that's where you lay. You, you, don't, you don't give any more information. I, I understand what you're saying, but I can totally... that The guy who made the comment... I, I understand I, his anger. I'm telling you, we... Because nothing's have, been done. Because for the longest time, for years now... This has been exposed. We know this is going on. It's like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and drink my coffee... And we'll see if anything comes of it. I understand that. But if you do have it, you don't share it. I you understand sure don't that. Put it oh, on blast. 100%. I totally agree with you. But what I'm saying is put your money where your mouth is. Let's let's see some convictions. Well, we're let's talking... see some jail time. Let's see some people get fired. Let's see some resignations. Let's see some, you know, consequences for these actions, man. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm with it. you, man. I'm with you. I'm like, gosh, when, I mean, <laughs> somebody please. But we're get talking about act. career politicians, and uh, neither side of the aisle is any different than the other side of the aisle. Yeah. Nothing, you know. In my opinion, a career politician that is a Republican, as opposed to a Democrat, is what lobbyists got to them first. That's the only thing that separates them. They're all part of the same crime. It's the same Godfather 2, another classic scene. Uh, don't ever, what is he talking about to the center, uh, senator? He's like, uh, you know we're, all, we're a part of the same hypocrisy, but don't ever think it applies to my family. Yeah. Oh, classic, dude. <laughs> it's classic. American history. Godfathers are good movies. Yes, they are. There's a First lot to two. learn, man. The first, oh, number three was a joke. <laughs> I think uh, Francis Ford Coppola said that was a money grab because he went bankrupt or something, so he threw that one out there. Made his money back, and now he's okay. Reopened up his vineyard, and everything's all right. Yeah. Uh, GOP Congressman Paul Gosser from Arizona encourages all Americans to contract, um, to contact, I'm sorry, to contract, <laughs> to contact weaponization of, of government committee chairman Jim Jordan, um, who I'm a big fan of, yeah. and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to support and encourage them in the ongoing investigation into January 6th, the real 
investigation. It wasn't that sham that uh, Liz Cheney put together. It was a sham. Uh, said he's leading the, uh, or he is leading the charge for Republicans in launching an investigation into General Mark Milley and Nancy Pelosi over stage riots on January 6th. Earlier this year, he tweeted, Remember, we will conduct a real investigation. The effort to attempt a coup uh, between Trader General Mark Milley and Pelosi will be reviewed and exposed. And this goes back to your last comment. When? When are we going to see it all unfold? Jim Jordan, you said, is heading this up? Uh, no, this is Paul Gosser. But he's telling everyone to uh, contact Jim Jordan. Okay. Uh, and so and Kevin McCarthy. Um, remember, they can get uh, Millie for treason after he reportedly hid new codes from, from Trump. Um, that, story, that story got buried. Held secret calls with Chinese defense officials, then surrendered the Taliban to the Taliban and armed them with $80 billion in U.S. weapons. That's That should be punishable by that death you, right you there. You paid man. for it. You paid right. for it. However, as Mike Davis told Steve Bannon, the weaponization committee is structurally set up to fail. This is a joke right here. The committee has just five staffers and a budget of only $2 million, where Liz Cheney and that big scam called the January 6th Committee, they had 98 staffers and $18 million. Now let's rewind to the 70s for uh, Watergate. They had 178 staffers and $48.5 million. $48.5 million back in the 70s? A lot of dinero. And today we've got five staffers and $2 million. So this is a, this is an uphill battle right out of the gate, uh, but anyone with a functioning brain can see through Pelosi's lie, which makes the unedited footage of uh, January sixth that Tucker Carlson's been airing even more important. It, this has to be exposed, and you can—they're showing their guilt by showing their anger. Yeah, I mean that's common sense. It's basic observation skills. They're trying to get ahead of the ball. Elias online says hearings. How about hangings? Public hangings. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is a story that um, it's starting with the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think it's a precursor as to where the NFL is going. The National Football League Players Association has warned members of the Cincinnati Bengals who are looking to uh, to alter workers' comp- compensation laws in Ohio. Let me reread that. Members of the Cincinnati Bengals. They're warning members of the Cincinnati Bengals that they're looking into uh, altering workers' compensation laws in Ohio. In communications issued Saturday night, the NFLPA told players that the Bengals are seeking to introduce legislation that would limit professional athletes who have been under contract for five or more years from obtaining permanent partial disability compensation. The Players Union said it believes new legislation would require those athletes to pay for their own medical care at billed amounts instead of reduced rates available under Ohio's workers' compensation laws. The alert from the NFLPA appears to be preemptive ahead of any proposed legislation that will be followed during the uh, current session of the Ohio General Assembly. Multiple private and public statutes stipulate the guidelines for workers' compensation for the Bengals and the Cleveland Browns, of course, the two big NFL teams here in the state. Article 41 of the Collective Bargaining Agreement says that if a team declines workers' compensation under state law, it must guarantee equivalent benefits to its players. I see this, and I think it has nothing to do with injuries from playing football. Agreed. Concussions, broken arms, 
shattered hips, broken knees, career-ending injuries. I think this is all being put in place right now to cover the behind of whether the individual NFL franchises, the individual teams, or the NFL for mandating the jab. Because they know down the road, these pro athletes are going to start dropping. Yeah. And it's going to be proven as to why. And this has me respect what's-his-face even less. Um, Hamlin. Yeah, even more. When Matt was- they know that their families are going to come after them. When, they, when it's proven that my dad, the former quarterback or running back of said team, is dead because the NFL or the franchise mandate. This is just me spitballing. I have no proof. I'm looking at this story, and that's where my mind's going with this. When Matt was uh, sharing this uh, article with me before uh, we came on the show, he started to read it off, and then I I was like, hold on a second. And what's crazy is speculation, no evidence, but I pretty much jumped to the same conclusion. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're trying to get a whole get ahead of the uh, curve here because if someone passes away or whatever it is, they're legally bound contractually. <laughs> I think so. If a player were to pass away on the field or whatever it might be, they get that money. Now, if this law goes into effect and they die because of taking the jab, they're not financially responsible anymore, and the family gets. Nothing. I think that's where this is going. You've seen sports players all around the world are dropping left and right. Healthy high school kids, college kids everywhere are dropping dead, perfectly healthy in the primes of their life. Cut down. What from? Well, I don't know. The, uh, the, the, the articles never say. Which, when I post them, I, I'm friends with you know a, a handful of libs. Most of them have, uh, you know, defriended me, which is, or unfriended me, which is completely okay. I don't care. Um, but they're like, you know, every time they're trying to come at me and call me out for when I post these stories, you know, it, they all start with dot, 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 and another. Dot, 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 and another. And of course, I extend the uh, prayers and condolences to the loved ones because. It's very sad. My hope isn't for yeah. anyone to die yeah, of this no stuff. One's, we're not sitting over here like, oh, we hope someone else falls. It's tragic, but it needs to be talked about. Just right. because something and might the media offend is not. you. Yeah, just because something might offend you or it's a touchy subject doesn't mean that it shouldn't be spoken about and discussed. That's what a healthy conversation is about. If someone could sit across from me with different viewpoints and we can discuss it in a civil manner, hey, both of us hopefully are learning something yeah. from each other. But what you're seeing from the left is they want to shut you up. They don't want you to talk about, you're unsensitive. I can't believe you would talk about that. No, it needs to be talked about because it's crazy. What's It's, it's alarming of the death rate of all these healthy athletes. I mean, I'm sure if you had it, if Suddenly I could pop the up a chart two, behind me, right. it, the chart's going like this. <laughs> Suddenly in the last two, two and a half years, we're having all these pro athletes and these people that are in their physical prime dropping unannounced all over the world and no one's being forced to talk about it. No one's even taking it in their, you know, taking the initiative to bring it up in the mainstream media. Well, we are. And people that do similar shows, we already know what it is. But, you know, the getting back to the people that I know that are on the left and they're like, well, 
every time you post what it never says what it is, I said that's the reason I'm posting it. Yeah. Because it never says what it is. Yeah. When does common sense kick in yeah. and then you know what it is? Yeah, where, where's the where's the uh corn, where the medical examining report? Where's the coroner report? Where's yeah. all these reports that usually go along with someone passing away well, unexpectedly? I want these articles to start acknowledging the uh, the uh, the mandates, these the Cincinnati Bengals uh, COVID mandate. If in fact they had one, did they? Do they? Cleveland Browns, NFL as a whole, acknowledge that, or the company that you work for, or the airline you work for, uh, the, the 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 franchise, or maybe the the college university that the nineteen year old standout athlete suddenly dropped. Okay, well, before he uh, joined that school, did he have to? Was it mandated that he had to take the jab? Or even worse, even if they didn't have a mandate, were they browbeat and just you know muscle? Yeah, muscled into like, look, you're gonna take this or else. It's That's over what for happened you. to me. Exactly. They tried to coerce it to me. They said, well, you're not gonna we're not gonna offer you your contract, even though I knew what it was. In in our former uh, our former um HR director and my office manager, she told she said, I got your contract on my desk. They just want you to get the jab and we can sign it and blah 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 blah. There you go. Coincidentally, she died about a month later of a massive heart attack. She said she got the jab because she wanted to just uh, take, get the jab so she could uh, uh, retire in a year and a half. Great lady. I believe she... Well, you can, fi- you can fill in the rest of that. Basically, Matt got blackballed from the industry because he didn't want to go along with their program. And um, Many, many Americans, same situation. Yep. And it's... The it's- only piece of information that is left out, was there a mandate? Because that's going to be the common thread that you can, in my belief, that you can associate to all these people suddenly passing away. Was there a mandate? Did they have to get the jab? Did you get vaccinated? Did you get vaccinated? Oh, you didn't get vaccinated yet? You can't play. But we were the ones that, we were the idiots that said no. You know all the people that called you an idiot for not getting oh, it? Oh, I was putting suddenly people... suddenly quiet? Yeah, I was, I was killing people. I was putting people's health at risk. I was a danger to my own children. The, I mean, they... Oh, I just remember listening to all that garbage. You're telling me I'm putting my child in harm's way by not getting vaxxed, by them not wearing masks, by me not wearing a mask. And look look how the tables have turned. How much flack are they throwing at you now? They And, and you'll never receive an apology from right. them either. Hypocrites. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, which brings us to our last uh, topic here. I was talking to uh, our pastor before we left church last night, and he brought this up. Uh, this is for anybody that's just joined the show. Uh, most of our audience is on board with our views and our angle and stuff like that. We understand <laughs> what we're about to say for you is nothing new. But if you're just coming over to the right side and you're like, wow, this has been a scam the last few years. Everyone that like walked away um, from the jab and said no to the jab, they actually knew what they were talking about. They were actually onto something. Um, they've been doing this. They've been building this case for decades um, from a book. Uh, the author is Jacques Attali. He was, um, uh, or he was part of the Bilderberger um, organization. And this is his quote. The future, this is from 1981. 
The future will be about finding a way to reduce the population. Of course, we will not be able to execute people or build camps. We get rid of them by making them believe it is for their own good. We will find or cause something, a pandemic, comma, a pandemic targeting certain people, a real economic crisis or not, a virus affecting the old or the elderly. It doesn't matter what it is. The weak and the fearful will succumb to it. The stupid will believe it, will believe in it, and ask to be treated. We will have been, we will have taken care of having panned the treatment, a treatment that will be the solution. The selection of idiots will therefore be done by itself. They will go to the slaughter the slaughterhouse alone. This was said in 1981. I wasn't even born yet. Nothing new. It's all been in the making. Um, one big scam. So, uh, yeah, share that information with everybody. You know, again, most of our audience are, is already aware of that. We get that. But like we said, our audience seems to be growing by the week, and yeah. we appreciate that. Thank you for your support. Uh, Want to lead us out with a quick prayer? Yeah, uh, before I wrap up in prayer, fellow, I'm calling on uh, people that watch the show that also pray. I'm asking you to come in agreement with me on this prayer. I'm going to pray a special prayer for my friend Kevin. He um, has been dealing with migraines lately. It's been a long time. And so we went to the doctor to find out why. And they found a mass on the back of his neck. So we're going to agree that that mass is going to go away. And it's there's no cancer. There's no sickness in his body. So I'll close out. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for touching my friend Kevin right now. I thank you that cancer can't live in his body because he's a child of God. I thank you for supernaturally healing my friend. Because when he goes to the doctor and they find out that it's nothing, that he will give you the glory for it because you are the Lord that healeth thee. That's your scripture. We thank you for his divine health. I thank you for healing him right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for all our viewers, everyone that supports the show. I thank you for keeping the blood of Jesus over them. And until the next time, I thank you for bringing them back. In Jesus' name, we give you all the honor, glory, and praise. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm Matt Toledo. That's Brother James. Thanks for watching. Share, subscribe, like, and say a prayer for our country because uh, we certainly need it, man. Have yeah. a good one. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Adios. Later.